executive coaches, Dale and I have had many discussions with executive leaders around trust. This is a term that gets thrown around so many times. So in today's episode of Conversations for Fearless Leader, we want to discuss how to build trust within an organization that leads a team, an organization, a culture to success. Welcome to Conversations for Fearless Leaders. Do you avoid important conversations for fear of not saying it right? How comfortable are you to deal with difficult situations? What if instead you could approach any conversation with clarity and confidence? We are Dale Lachlan of Trinidad and Tobago and Rhonda York of the United States. In Conversations for Fearless Leaders, we draw on our combined 40 years of experiences as professionally trained coaches, certified in conversational intelligence and team coaching. So join us in this podcast series as we discuss your most challenging leadership situations with a deep multidisciplinary perspective. In each episode, we will share practical tools, tips, and steps for you to implement with confidence. Let your journey with us awaken your inner courage to discover, experiment, and learn what it takes to become a fearless master of leadership conversations. Dale, when you think about some of the executives that you've worked with, have you ever brought up the conversation or the topic of trust with these leaders? Rhonda, the conversation becomes focused on trust very, very quickly. Why is that? Very often, what is being presented is a situation where the conversations that are taking place in the environment are unhealthy ones. The conversations that are taking place in the environment leave people feeling criticized, judged, excluded, shamed, afraid. Conversations that make people ask themselves the question, well, can I trust him? He might be my boss. Can I trust her? Her might be a pair. Can I trust them? Them might be my team. So very often, very quickly, the conversation becomes around how is distrust diminishing relationships in our workplace? And in so doing, how is this distrust contributing to reduced productivity and inability to innovate and think creatively and ultimately to lower results. Because the leaders I work with are all interested. In fact, they have to be interested in achieving enhanced results. What they're realizing is that to do that, They've got to build trust. 
Exactly. And if they're a team of one, maybe that's not as bad, but you still have customers, clients, stakeholders, other team members that trust is important. And one of the things you and I've talked about before, Dale, is what you call trust currency. As yes. If similar to it being a bank account. And <clears throat> excuse me, you have to build up trust with people. And you it's more than saying, trust me. It's actions. So when we think about leaders and teams and it being their behavior and their action, what do you think some of the those behaviors and actions are that people, team members see, whether it's in their leaders or other colleagues, that would make them say, I really believe I can trust this person? First and foremost is the word transparency. Am I, as a leader, clear with my people on what my role is, what my intention is, how I want to show up with them is, what they can expect from me is. As a leader, am I trans transparent first and foremost on my intention? Second thing for me is, am I prepared to put the relationship first? Or am I the type of leader who puts the task first? Get it done at the expense of the relationship. And the point I want to make here is, by and large, putting the relationship first builds the kind of trust that releases the best in others. Put the task first and distrust gets in the way of performance and diminishes the results. So for me, as a leader, make your choice. Are you going to put task first or relationships first? And building that relationship for sure can help create trust. And so many times I've heard people within organizations, they don't care about me. All they care about is what I can produce, what I do. And even leaders that think, well, I can't be friends with my employees. Well, we're not asking them necessarily to be friends and go out and be buddy buddies outside of the office. There's a difference in building relationships and connections with your employees, your team members, versus being overly friendly. There's nothing wrong with being friends, but that's not what you and I are saying. People have to know that you as a leader care about them. You care about my well-being. You care about how I am. You ask about me. You at least know something about my family. 
And then I can do the work for you because if I know that you really care and let's say that there's a big project that needs to be completed and I need to do some work over time, I'm going to put that effort in because you have built up your trust currency with me. I trust you. I trust you care. I trust you have my back. And therefore, I'm willing to go over and beyond for you because we are a team. It's not just making the boss look good, but it's making the team look good. We all succeed together versus what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. And as you said, it's those relationships, the conversations that build the relationships the type of words that we use, how we listen, how we pay attention, how invested we are in our people versus not only the task and what they can produce, but them personally. And that creates trust, which then leads to success. There is a concept that I've found clients really relate to. And it's the concept of shared understanding. It's the concept that the word understand can be thought of as, am I prepared to stand under your umbrella with you and really understand what performance looks like for you? So does that mean I, if I'm standing under the same umbrella and shared understanding that I have to agree with them? Is that what you're saying? Not at all. It okay. just means that I can stand under the umbrella with you. I can stand under actually your umbrella with you. So case in point, over this last period, so many women have been, and men, so many parents, have become, are working from home and at the same time navigating the homeschooling. You're talking about during the pandemic with yeah. COVID and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So many people are navigating that and finding it extremely stressful. It's me as a leader being able to stand under your umbrella with you and understand what's happening and how what's happening in your environment might be impacting on your ability and your willingness to perform to the required levels. That doesn't mean that I'm accepting a lower standard of performance. It means that I'm listening to what you're going through and I'm finding a way with you to see how we can best navigate the challenges that you are facing, how I might best support you as your leader in navigating those challenges. What happens then as you begin to trust that I care enough to listen, to understand, while at the same time expecting the performance that the organization requires is that you become 
more prepared to stand, stand under my umbrella with me as leader. And you become a little more understanding of what I need to be myself achieving as leader because I've got to report on the performance of this unit. And it is in the ability of the leader and the direct report to navigate with each other that they are able to find the solutions to the performance challenges, whether it be the navigating of homeschooling and working remotely, whether it be the challenge of, I'm recently appointed to this position, therefore I'm on a pretty steep learning curve and I'm doing the best I can to learn. And I need this kind of support from you. Whether it be that the direct report gets an insight into the challenges the leader is facing because he is expected to perform at a particular level, to deliver at a particular level, but he can't do that for himself. He's got to rely on me as a direct report. And out of this, there develops a mutual sense of trust, a mutual sense of caring for each other based on mutual transparency, mutual relationship building and placing importance on the relationship and mutual understanding of what success looks like. So when I hear you talking about that, especially standing under the same umbrella for a while, I couldn't really conceive what that meant. And then through the pandemic, I heard someone mention so many times people go, we're all in the same boat talking about the pandemic. And someone said, we're not all in the same boat, but we are all in the same storm. And that was a good clarity because with what you just said, I don't have small children at home right now. So I don't have to worry about homeschooling at the same time I'm trying to work full time or be a leader of an organization. Whereas other people I know may have three or four children at home that they're trying to homeschool, take care of them, make sure they're fed and do their own work and be successful. So as a leader, I need to understand what different people are going through in their life. And therefore, they need to be able to trust me that I care and I understand and we can work together in order for everyone to be successful. So Dale, as we begin to wrap up this particular episode, what are some of the things that our leaders could do to start to have those conversations that we think is important around trust? The first thing I would suggest a leader does is to have the conversation with himself. The conversation around What leader do I want to show up as? In my conversations, what is the intention that I have? How do I want 
my people to experience me as their leader? And what sort of stories do I want them to tell themselves and others as they experience me? I feel that that first conversation of the leader with self is the most vital conversation of all. That's great. And to help a leader begin to have this conversation with their team members and their colleague, another step would be to bring people together, whether, again, it's on Zoom, Teams, whatever format you may actually be in your office, and have people write the word trust on a piece of paper. Then list anywhere from five to 10 things that you would use to define, describe trust in your organization. Do it individually, then come together as a group and ask, how do you define trust? And by doing that simple exercise, it opens a great big world of conversation. And we want people to have those conversations and to understand where we are similar and how we define trust and how we might be different. And I would ask that you take it a little bit further. And what behavior are you seeing in your workplace, in your team, if you think trust is present? It's not just a list of words, but looking at the behavior, how you treat each other, how you show up, whatever that might be like for you, have the conversations. That's what makes it important. And trust is the foundation for success in any family, relationship, culture, organization. If it's not built on trust, it will fall apart eventually. So thank you again for joining Dale and Rhonda in Conversations for Fearless Leaders. Hope you'll join us next week. Thanks. Thanks.